Hey, this is Honoré Corder, and if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue, and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a newfound and becoming a dear friend of mine, Honoré Corder. Honoré is an empire builder with more than a dozen six and seven figure income streams. I want you to hear that again. With more than a dozen six and seven figure income streams, she's executive and strategic book coach, TEDx speaker, and an author of more than 50 books, including You Must Write a Book, with over 4 million books sold worldwide. Honoré passionately mentors aspiring empire builders, coaching them to write, publish, and monetize their books, create a platform, and develop multiple streams of income. You can find out more at Honoré quarter.com and we will make sure that's in the show notes. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. This is going to be an incredible conversation. I am so excited for you to meet, hear, and learn from Honoré today. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will see if we're a great fit for each other and have a conversation with the two of us. All right, let's do this. Honore, welcome to the show. What happens if we spontaneously combust right at the beginning? <laughs> I just think that would be so excited. How's that? Yes, ex exactly. Agreed. Glad uh, to be here. Thank you for having me. I know your schedule and I know you're getting ready to head out for a vacation and I am blessed you made time for us. Oh, wouldn't, wouldn't be anywhere else right now. Thank you. You know, it's, it's really awesome. I, got, I have to share something with our listeners before we started recording. You know, Honoré was talking to me about, about her, her vacation philosophy. And, you know, she usually takes one month off and part of the year and then another month off and a part of the year and then weeks in between the year. And I'm intentionally telling our listeners this because most people think small and because they think small, it 
keeps them small. It creates small, right? And to have the opportunity, the choice, the ability to be able to take time off like that is so outside most people's realm of thought, right? Yes. How did you create that for yourself? Um, well, I wanted, and that's a, such a great question. Thank you for starting there. I want, wanted and want, so wanted when I first started, aspired to and created, and then want to continue to create the ability to perform at my highest ability all the time. Mm. Asterisk, see fine print below. I want an empire that I own, not one that owns me. Nice. Nice. I want you guys to hear that again. She wants an empire that she owns that doesn't own her. And that takes a lot of foresight, a lot of vision, right? Yes. It also takes the ability to disconnect that money comes through people and situations that it comes when you take your value and bring it to the world. I wanted, I want to create, and I want to inspire others to create their, their inter the intersection for them between time, money, and joy. Mm -hmm. So where do you lose time? Where do you get the most joy and where do you bring the most value? Therefore you get the return of value and money. Cause that's our, that's our commerce, right? I mean, I think if our commerce were chocolate or cookies, I'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> I can survive on those a little too. Um, and so I just really put a lot of thought into how do I get there? And how am I at my best? And my best requires a lot of rest. And I never really got connected to, I want to work 15 hours a day. I want to work seven days a week. I love what I do. And what I do does not feel like work. Mm -hmm. And as I'm coming up on a break of vacation, I still have the conversation with my husband. I'm still going to get up in the morning. I'm still going to do my morning routine. I'm still going to do my workout. I'm probably going to do a little bit of writing because when I give my my computer, my brain, a reset. And I tend to be ridiculously productive in terms of ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss the ideas. I do a lot of journaling and writing when I'm in my break time. So about the first two weeks, I'm recovering from all of the amazing things I've been doing. And then the next two weeks, I go into this hyper creation, not unlike what some people describe. And I describe like being on an airplane. I don't know if you get in an airplane and I can write. All I had could do was fly around all the time. I could write a tremendous amount more yeah. or whatever it is being in the tube that gives me the creativity. Being on vacation allows me to be exponentially more productive, I feel, than if I just took the standard two-week vacation. Yeah. Three days. Yeah. You know, sometimes we get to stop to go faster. Sometimes we get to pull back to go further, right? You know, it, it, it's funny because... You and I have been talking about the, this book that I'm writing, and I had I had made the decision that I'm going to sit on the lanai when I was in Maui, and I was going to finish it. And then uh, when I was on the lanai, uh, I ended up getting inspired to actually lay out a big vision and a big strategy for my business. So I used I, I made the decision to use that creative space for something else, and People, people turn around and they look at me, you were on vacation. And I was like, I was. And I rested, I relaxed, I enjoyed, I, I, I 
feel and felt incredible. And I just got flooded with, as you were just saying, this creative energy. It's, happens every time. Yeah. And I realized as you did, I know I've, I've got to be ready. I've got my got my journal i've got my notes up on my phone i've got dictation i'm ready for i'm ready to take the download so i don't know that it comes from me but it sure does come through me yeah and i listen to when those ideas come because i know that i'm going to act on those at some point and they always come and that's part of why i take a break is so i can enjoy it's like some people spend their whole lives working and they never take a moment to say I'm going to enjoy that which I created. Tomorrow is not promised. The only day you have is today. That's why it's called the present. And you got to unwrap the present. Amen. You know, Stephen Covey said it the best in um, that, that one of the most important steps we need to do is sharpen our saw. And sharpening our saw looks, looks like many ways. Sometimes it's, it's personal and professional development. And sometimes it's, it's resting so that we can be the best version of ourselves. There's no right or wrong. We get to sharpen our saw on an ongoing basis. Yes. Yes, every day. And that's part of my practice of every day, whether I'm on vacation or I'm, I have a work day, I have my time that I've carved out for myself to make sure that my saw is sharpened. Yeah. Sure. So, so let's talk about how this all started for you. Have you always been an entrepreneur? Did you wake up one day and go, yeah, I'm just gonna write a book? How, how did everything start in the beginning for you? Because I'm going to make an assumption that you didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to own 10, I'm, I'm going to build 10 seven figure businesses. And then the next day you were a multimillionaire. No, wouldn't that be great though? I know. Right? If, you, if someone <laughs> figures that out, please call me immediately. <laughs> unfortunately, Honoré, unfortunately, most entrepreneurs think that the journey is zero to hero outhouse to penthouse, right? The majority oh. of them, they, they, they see this this three minute stage story and, yep. and so many miss the, the hustle, the focus, the persistence, the grind, the grit, they, they miss that journey in between of the struggle. Yeah. And, and that's why I always right. jokingly say, yeah, I opened up a business today and was a millionaire tomorrow. That, that doesn't happen. Well, it may for some, but. <laughs> I don't know that it, it happens that way in actuality, but it sure does happen that way mentally. Yep. I don't know anyone who's gotten there that didn't have the vision in their mind of getting there. And then what you said, the zero to hero in my mind is if in for me, it is, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a math person. So let's see how many mornings is from age 24 until 51. How many mornings is that? A lot, all of them. So let's call that <laughs> 27 years. Yeah, so 27 years times 365 days. Yeah. So whatever that is. A lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a lot. So let's call that 10,000 days at 4 30 in the morning, rain or shine. Yeah. Four seasons. All of all of the years of getting up and working on my mindset first. My mind and my spirit. So those two things I'm working on so that I can be, and this will be an age reference. Let's see if you get it. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> yes. For people that for people that don't know, go to YouTube. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you 
never heard of that, go to YouTube. Um, or because you will wobble as someone who is building an empire, you're going to have life, you're going to have personal things and professional things that are going to try to knock you over. And the idea is not to not be hit with things because there's no day, right? But you're always going to have a day you can look back and go, well, there was me the day before that happened to me the day after that happened, but it's not what happens is what you do with it. Mm -hmm. And then the mind and the spirit with the body. So I am a worker outer. And I don't always love it. As a matter of fact, for about the first 10 minutes, I'm like, I don't have to do this. I did this yesterday. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I don't want to do this. And yet I still do it because I want to be the winner of the one-legged sack race at my family reunion when I'm 96. So that's the vision I set for myself when I was in my early 20s is that grandma is going to be a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and the, the only way to do that is to just put in the time. And so it's not sexy. This is not the three minute stage story, right? What you said, this is not, this is not a, you can do it. And if you just hang in there for five to seven business days it's right. come by FedEx, it is have a vision, make a plan, set some goals, and then get up every day and, and, and work toward it. And if you're lucky, the work that you do is going to put you in the intersection of time, money, and joy. It's going to be the place where you lose time, where you have the, uh, the best time. And I, the contrast I give is the difference between a Facebook minute, which goes by like that, yeah. and a plank minute or a treadmill minute. Like, <laughs> How many seconds are left? I'm going to die. <laughs> right? I love that analogy. Yeah. So like some minutes are better than others and faster than others. And joy. So you absolutely love it. You could do it. I get on the phone with someone and I go, I just have a quick 20 minutes, you know, time willing two hours later, we're still having a moment. And then there's the money side of it, which is how we're paid, right? Which is how we receive compensation for, for the value we put in the world. So if you're lucky, you're going to find yourself in that triangle. And that is going to lead you down the path. And one day you're going to wake up and realize that the vision and the plan that you put in place, you actually passed it and you're still going and you're still loving it and you don't want to stop. And so when I'm asked if I want to retire, I'm like, well, whatever for, what would I do? If I, if I only worked 40 weeks a year for the whole rest of the time I'm on this planet, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's amazing. You know, it's, it, I, I'd like to touch on several things that, that you just brought up. Uh, first, people always tell me, uh, I want the life you have, I want the business you have. And I'm like, great, here's my schedule. You know, my day also starts at 4.30 in the morning, right? And, and it, it's a common, it's a common, it's a common circumstance that I've seen with with people who are successful. You know, they yes. they get up early and they work on self first, you know, uh, it's every it's day. Yeah, it's meditation, it's reading, it's, I have what's known as happy hour, my happy hour starts, well, my happy hour starts at 430. And from 430 to five, I meditate Then five to 530. I uh, either depending on the day, I'm either reading or I'm driving to my personal trainer, it's one or the other. <laughs> okay, got it. And, you know, and then uh, I have another happy hour in the evening. And that happy hour, looks like uh, courses or, you know, time with a coach or that's my version of happy hour, you know, and yes. 
and there may or may not be water or vodka in my water bottle. Who knows, you know? <laughs> so, so I really want people to understand that, that we're the common denominator in, in our successes and our failures, right? And it all starts, yes. stops with us. So when people come up to me and go, I want your life, I want your business. And I'm like, great, here's my schedule. This is really all you get to do. And they're like, well, I don't want to do all that. And I said, well, then you don't want my life, right? And what people fail to realize is work is a four-letter word and so is play. And when your work becomes your play and your play becomes your work, you never work. I get to hang out and talk with really good people like you all day long. I get, to, I get to work in front of a room with entrepreneurs who wanna make an impact in the world, wanna make a difference in others' lives and in their life. So am I really working? No, <laughs> I get to work with entrepreneurs who wanna make a social, emotional, physical and financial impact in their life and others' lives. What could be better than that? So nothing. And let's just, let's just visit what the definition of work is in my mind, because mm -hmm. every so often I do it because we own some property. It's building a fence or shoveling uh, rocks, laying bricks in the sun, mowing the yard. Yeah. Um, that's work. Yeah. And also it's not work that I would be as well compensated for. Also, I'd get fired because I'm I I need to take water breaks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Also, also, I'm very much like this is exhausting. I don't know how to do it. How long do I have to stand here? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> My work ethic goes right out the window when it comes to manual labor. But real work, work that a lot of people do. If you're able to do this for work and you don't have to do that for work. That's the first thing to put on your gratitude list in the morning. Absolutely. I do a gratitude list as well. I want you guys to hear the common denominators, right? I do a gratitude list in the morning and I do one in the evening. This way I focus on, on all the gifts, all, all, all the presence that, that, that life gives us. And the other thing I want to, I want to bring up is something you may or may not be aware of. So you know, I've, I've had, let's just say that I've had a journey, right? I grew up with an alcoholic, abusive father. You know, my mother ran away to get away with him and, and left me with my abuser. You know, I, I was in the military and saw things that people should just never see. And I've done things people should never have to do, right? I've, I built a seven figure business to only have it embezzled from me and, and then had, had that business partner then turn around and sue me. And I spent four and a half years in court and then filed bankruptcy. So I've had a journey, right. And, mm -hmm. and, and then turned around and have built, you know, another seven figure business this time without a partner. <laughs> and I know, right. And, and multiple six figure businesses. And one of my key phrases on a continual basis you know people would always ask me how do you recover from this how do you keep doing this how do you keep forging ahead my response was always weebles wobble we never fall down oh. so so listen listen so so we have so in our own, 
we, we have in our unconscious mind what's known as an internal representation, right? So, yeah. so my internal representation was I was a weeble. Well, I was, I was talking with a coach one time and my coach said, you know, Stacy, you train this, so, I, so hear me. And, and I said, what's that? And she goes, what do people do with weebles? And I said, they walk up and they poke them so that they, so that they rock. And she goes, interesting. She goes, so why do you reference yourself as something that you're going to allow people to come up and try to knock you over? And I, I got dumbfounded. I mean, I just sat there like, uh, <laughs> and then she laughed and she goes, so tell me, what are you now? <laughs> and I go, I need to get back to you on that because I can't say I'm a weeble that wobbles and I don't fall down because all that's doing is inviting people within my world to test that. And it attracted people to test that. And do you know, ever since I removed that from my internal representation, it has removed anyone and everyone that's wanted to test that. Well, that's so interesting because my, my internal representation is that I'm a tree with roots to the center of the earth, but flexible branches. Ooh, so it doesn't matter what the, like what's coming through, like mm -hmm. my branches will bend, they won't break. I'm good. I'm solid. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's funny you talked about that because when we were in Maui, when we were in Maui, I, I asked the people that we were there with if they've ever heard the metaphor of an oak tree and a palm tree. And, and they said no. And I said, well, think about it. Oak trees, they're stable trunks with deep, deep, deep roots, right? And when a storm hits, thunder, lightning, torrential rain, high winds, the, the tree can't bend to the wind. So when the wind hits it, what, what typically happens? The tree gets derooted, they tip over, and, yeah. and there's destruction and catastrophe everywhere, right? However, when you look at palm trees, their roots are really shallow. Their trunks are really thin. And it doesn't matter what the weather's like, how strong the wind is, they bend to it. This way they exercise flexibility. So my lesson from nature has always been, allow my roots to grow to the point to where I'm grounded and secure and allow my trunk, my life, to exercise the flexibility. So this way I can ebb and flow with whatever happens in life because I'll never be able to control the environment around me. However, I can always control how I choose to respond to that environment. Yes, the internal environment is the most important one. Absolutely. So let's talk about your, your, your journey. So, so you woke up one day and decided that you wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? Um, <laughs> well, actually, it was what one of the things my dad said when I was growing up, and forgive the poor English, because he had a master's degree, but um, he would say, um, if you're working for the man, you're working for the Pharaoh, somebody's going to get rich, honey, and it's not going to be you. So then you should always, if you can work for yourself, work, have your own business, work for yourself, create your own mm -hmm. 
um, income. And so when I was in my mid-20s, I started my first business. And the very first thing we have Tony Robbins in common, I one of the first things that I did when I was working in the corporate world was go to a UPW. And for those uninitiated, that's a, a, a leash the power within seminar. And I remember reading Awaken the Giant Within, and I was working in an office and my boss came into my cubicle to give me something to do. And I was like, I'm reading. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what I did when I was in my twenties. I was very much like, whatever I want to do, I'm doing. So I read Awaken the Giant Within at work and then subsequently found in the back matter of the book, right? In the back of the book, I found UPW and I signed up and went to a UPW and it was completely life-changing because it allowed me to recognize the past doesn't equal the future. And my upbringing, I have a, a journey not so dissimilar to yours, also traumatic and unfortunate. But I decided that that was something that set me up to win because I was able to think about those situations in a different way, what I learned from them, what I learned to do, what I learned not to do, how I learned to survive, how strong I am, all of those things, and then how to work on my mindset going forward. And as an entrepreneur, the one thing to work on always, if you work on nothing else, is yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, Carl Jung, one of the godfathers of psychology, uh, said, where we were as a child is how we are as an adult. And what people fail to realize is that we've been programmed, imprinted between the ages of zero to seven. So significant adults in our life, their relationship with money, their work ethic, their relationship with success, their limitations, their relationship with communication, love, everything important in life got auto downloaded and projected into us. And then we started duplicating this, this program and replicating it when we hit our modeling years between the ages of eight to 13. So the little boy that walk, walks like daddy, the, the little girl that puts on heels and makeup like mommy, right? And then our, our teenagers, when they lose their friggin' mind, you know, they have this frontal lobotomy at the age of 13 and they become aliens, right? What do you mean? <laughs> And so they move into their socialization years and our socialization years happen between the ages of 13 to 21. And this is where they take the program that the adults installed and the program that they practiced and they deploy it in their world, also known as junior high and high school. And then when we move into when when we enter 21, we move into what's known as our business persona phase. And this is where we learn our work ethic and everything like that. We don't necessarily determine what it is we're gonna be when we grow up. We just determine how we're going to be professionally when we grow up. And then somewhere between the ages of 21 to 23, that frontal lobe gets reinstalled virtually. And then we all make that call to our parents. I'm sorry, I didn't know it all, right? And what people don't realize is these programs are outdated because really when you look at life, um, our parents or our parents' parents or our parents' parents' parents lived through the Great Depression. And when, when they lived through the Great Depression, lack existed. And that lack just got projected through each generation, right? And, and what, what people don't realize is that doesn't serve us in, in 2022, right? It does not. 
So uh, the way we do relationships today is different. The way we communicate with people is different. Everything's different. So why are people choosing to use the same outdated program in an environment that doesn't even operate the same way anymore? So I'm off that soap pedestal. How's that? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think it's because they're not told they can think any differently. We're not yeah. really taught to think. We're taught to memorize and regurgitate, not to critically process. Yeah. And it takes having the ability to recognize that you do have that opportunity and then the wherewithal to actually do that, to actually think for yourself, to be a critical thinker and say, is what I'm being told or what I'm being shown or what I've been taught or what I was taught because I was a super sponge between earth and seven. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. the first thing you do is you mimic. And then once you have mastered mimicking, then you learn to do, and then you learn to do with your own spin on it. I don't know that a lot of people have really been taught to, to think is what I have been told or what I have assumed is true at a time when I was unconscious, right? I wasn't really thinking about the message. I was just taking it in. Is that really the truth? Is that really, this the hill I want to die on? <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. I'm really gonna, really gonna live my stand on this one. We'll see. So you know what? What I'd like to do is I'd like to roll into one of your expertise. You know, you've written a level of books most don't. You have achieved a level of success that most never have even envisioned. Right. So I have a belief. This is strictly my belief that every human being in the world has a story. And every human being in the world that has a story has a right for that story to be told. And actually, more than just a right, a responsibility. Because reality is, we all have the opportunity to learn from each other. And our ability to share our story and to help others actually helps us even more, right? So for those people that are sitting there, uh, Mary Kay rep or an isogenics rep or a realtor or a mortgage lender that says writing a book isn't going to help me, how can possibly writing a book ever help my career? What, what's your answer to them? Well, I have a multifaceted answer. That's a great question. The first is the process of writing a book will show you what's possible for you. Because um, the coolest thing to do is become an Olympic gold medalist. Mm -hmm. Not everybody gets to do that. So the next coolest thing is to become an author. When you are an author, you automatically create an opening for a conversation with someone you meet with. When you say, I'm Stacy and I'm the author of, people will say, oh, you're an author? I've always wanted to write a book. Tell me about writing a book. Happens to me every single day, every person I meet, if we get around to what I do, it inevitably sits there and we have a conversation about the book that they want to write, whether it's memoir, whether it's fiction, whether it's nonfiction, business, personal development, whatever. Most people have the desire to write a book and they feel like it is an insurmountable hill to climb. And yet thousands of books are being written every day. So the math is on your side. Right. <laughs> it's in your favor. Yes. 
So in addition to proving to yourself what you can do, it allows you to take a moment and figure out your thoughts and to add value to the lives of others while in some ways processing your life and, and putting a process to your life. Then we can tack on the added benefits of boosting your name and face recognition, raising your brand profile, establishing you as an expert in your field and making you the person that people go to for whatever it is you do. Good, bad, or indifferent, there are lots of coaches, real estate agents, salespeople, and the ones that go to the top that are the most successful usually have one thing in common, and it is that they are authors. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't think that writing a book can change your life and change your career, I'm, I'll go to the mattresses with you. I'll die on this hill, Stacey. <laughs> that works. <laughs> because I listened when I got the advice, you must write a book. And I'm so glad that I did because it opened doors. It opened big doors. It opened conversations. It opened minds. It opened hearts. And it created an entire path for me to go down when I thought that I was going to be a secretary, a network marketer, mm -hmm. um, a business coach forever. And as I started to go down the road, I recognized that there were other things that I could do. There was, there was something bigger for me than I saw for themselves. So when you say what you've achieved is bigger than what most people do or what most people think they can do, I didn't necessarily think that I could do it either. I would create a vision for something and then it would happen and I would go, okay, that's interesting. All the while I was working on myself. So not surprising as I was expanding my consciousness, what I wanted expanded and what I achieved expanded, not surprising, but I certainly didn't, um, as I, uh, I'll go back to when I used to listen to tapes, when I was in network marketing and tapes, cassette tapes, right? Like put them in the, in the machine, mm -hmm. <laughs> to mm -hmm. <press> play, <laughs> remember cassette tapes? I would listen and invariably there was someone who'd say, I used to work at a gas station and I crawled into my car and I crawled out 18 months later and I was, you know, top in the con com country and in the company. And I would say, what happened while you were in your car? <laughs> like, <laughs> give, me the, give me the recipe, what happened? So it didn't happen overnight, it happened every night. It didn't happen in one morning, it happened every morning. And it was because I kept putting those consistent actions and the same is when you are thinking about writing a book, it, you don't just sit down or most people don't, most great books do not happen in one download. It happens with a download of planning and a download of writing and a download of editing and a download of rewriting and it, right? So there's a process to it that is a consistent process, not unlike working on oneself. Mm -hmm. However, once you have that book out in the world, that is a bell that cannot be unrung. That is a box that cannot be unchecked and you will always have comma author of insert book title and that will that will raise you in the minds and esteem of anyone who may want to work with you it will put you head and shoulders above anyone else who says oh i do that i'm a business coach like yeah. oh i'm a business coach and i'm the author of this book and people go oh and nice. it really gets their attention. Nice. So, so you know, for me, I I think 
how we do some things is how we do everything and how we do the little things is how we do the big things, right? So when it, when it comes to writing a book, it takes the same muscle as it does as building a business, right? It does. Yes. So why do you think so many give up? Why do you think so many quit? Why do you think so many never complete or follow through? It's hard. It's hard. Um, it, it's a tough process. And I think some people try to do it fast, easy, and cheap yeah. when anything that's good, that's enduring, that has a 10-year mindset, which is what I teach, right? Mm -hmm. Like, think about your book making money for you 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you're going to put in place over the weekend that is going to be in place and making money for you 10 years from now. And if it is, then you're a unicorn who got struck by lightning and congratulations, but that's not duplicable right? That's not every person. Like sometimes it does happen. So when people go, well, that happened for me and I'm a millionaire and I live on a life raft and my life is wonderful. And I have somebody feed me watermelon in the morning and corn chips in the afternoon. I'm like, that's wonderful. That doesn't happen for most of us. So God bless you. You must have super good karma for 327 lives. And I'm super <laughs> excited for you, but that's not everybody. All right. Most people want to do it fast, easy, and cheap. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is they get bad advice from people who don't know what they're talking about. And when I get someone who asks me, like, what's my differentiator? I'll say, well, I just want a nerd. When I hire somebody, I have an accounting team. I want nerds for accounting. They're like, new tax law. I'm so excited. It's the weekend. Three-day weekend. I'm going to read tax law all weekend. I'm like, oh, I will send you. I'll send you cookies because that sounds awful, but exciting to them. Yeah. So yeah. find someone for whom they have had success over and over and over and over, and they can help you here around corners and they can help you avoid mistakes. And they will tell you the truth. It's gonna take time. It's gonna take thought. You're gonna get tired. You're gonna wanna give up. Here's the period of time where you're gonna wanna give up. Here's who you need to hire in this process. This is what you're gonna pay them. This is how long it's gonna take for them. Here's what you need to be doing in the meantime. Like hire an expert to help you and then take their advice, implement their advice immediately. Yeah, yeah. And they don't do those things. They go, oh, I can have my cover designer on Fiverr. I can have my neighbor who is an English teacher for 30 years edit my book. I can read the AdWords copywriting handbook, maybe chapters one and two, because it's a long book. I'm going to get tired and I'll be an expert copywriter. I'm going to get a free ISBN. I, I mean, I could go on and on. And then they say, well, I wrote and published my book. I only did an ebook because who reads physical books anymore? Oh, I don't know, everyone. <laughs> I don't know, most people who read books um, right. want at least access to a physical copy and an audio book and a hardcover. But you know, there I'm on my soapbox now. But I'm just going to do the cheap and easy version. I'm going to phone it in. And yet I want an empire based on a, a pile of sand. It doesn't really work like that. So if you recognize that anything that you do, write a book, build a business, get in shape, have a good marriage, have a good friendship, yeah, have a clean house, right? It's just one of those things where you're just going to have to put the time it takes in and recognize that it is a long journey. You're going to benefit from comfortable shoes and great snacks. Yeah, probably a wonderful bench of people to rely on and a good coach and probably a dog. Everybody needs a dog, right? So we have a dog with us. And then you're going to have to invest the money that it takes. And if you don't have the money, people go, I don't have the money. Okay, well, you're going to get a return on your investment 
And so the first part of the law of giving and receiving is giving. The first law of making money is spending money, investing, mm -hmm. and you're going to get money back. So mm -hmm. if you recognize it's going to be a long journey, you're going to need stamina, endurance, good snacks, good shoes, good support. And you're also going to need to invest time and money into it. With that expectation, you don't expect to write, publish, and monetize a book in a weekend. Yeah. And when you have the right expectation and the right support, and also if you have the right coaching or mentor or whatever, you're able to buy speed, right? Because you don't have to make mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You're so because I'm I'm going, oh wait, 300 miles out. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 300 miles out, enemy airplane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Land, refuel, re-whatever, re come up with a new plan, think it through, take a minute, all, this, all of the wonderful things that then allow you to, as I have in some instances, done something that I still get paid on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 27 years later. Right. And a year later, three years later, five years later, it's still, it's the gift that's still giving. And at the time, every time, Stacy, every single time, there is a point where you go, I think I want to do it. Like the first 10 minutes of my workout, the last 10% of writing a book feels like the last 50%. You get to that. It's like the movie, right? All is lost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's yep. going to be no happily ever after. And that's the part of the story, right? You get to that, that part of the arc and you go, we're never going to make it. All is lost. The village is burned down. No one saved. Everyone dies. Oh, wait. And then a head pokes up and then you go, yeah. okay, I'm going to take a rest. I love what my trainer says. Take a rest if you need to, but do not quit. Yeah. Don't just give up. Don't just say, I am throwing in the towel. I did this with my French learning. I'm a language learner and I've been learning French, I think since the earth cooled, but officially like maybe a year and a half. And there was a point, feels like forever because it's hard. It's a hard language, right? So I think all languages, except for the one I'm speaking, is hard and sometimes it's hard too. Right? <laughs> right? Sometimes like, what's the word for, for tree? I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, I got to a point where I was like, I, you know, it's 2020. I may never go. I don't know what this virus is. I don't know if we're going to go anywhere. Like, why am I like spending my free time doing all these things when I could just be watching Netflix or reading right? a fun book or whatever? Like, why am I still going? And I got to a fork in the road. Where I was like, maybe I'm going to quit. And then I went, Honore, who's going to, which Honore is going to be present in five years? Is Honore who's going to be happy with you and go, yay, we speak French, we read French, we understand French, we're talking in French, we're going to France or we're going to France on Zoom. Who cares? Does it matter how we go? Or is it going to be like, why'd you quit for? What was that about? Why'd you give up? Yeah. What were you thinking? And I thought, well, I don't want to. I don't want to make me mad because me mad is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I say that a lot too. <laughs> like, whoa, I don't know. I don't want to talk to Mad Honore in five years. Oof, I don't know what she's going to be like. So I might as well, I might as well just downshift mm -hmm. into fourth gear mm -hmm. and remember why I started. Revisit my vision and my goals mm -hmm. and schedule another conversation with my native French teacher, who most of the time I have to say, Yo no comprendo, which is Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you just said. Right. Right. And so, like, 
but every day, every day, I just have a, two things that I do to study the language. So, so how that equates to writing is every day, great writers are readers. So every day, read a little bit in your genre, mm -hmm. identify the other authors who you want to be on the bookshelf next to, and then every day, write a little bit. And if you just do those two things consistently, you're rowing your boat, both oars, you're going to keep moving forward. And yeah. eventually you're going to get there. Some people, it takes them five months to write a book, some people five weeks and some people five years. And it doesn't matter because ultimately someday you're going to hold a book in your hands and that's a fun day. That is such a fun day. You want that day. Absolutely. You know, you and I are, are very compatible, strategic, potential, uh, referral partners because where I start you stop where you start I stop and we have this like ebb and flow and yeah and I'll explain why you know I I tell my clients all the time no story ever starts with once upon a time the end right there's there's right. this middle and I equate to that with the analogy that the word life starts with the letter L, living, ends with the E, the inevitable end. And it's that if in the middle that always dictates the trajectory of life. We are the, we are the author, the producer, the director, the main character of our life. And if we don't yes. like the direction the story's going, we get to rewrite the direction and the outcome, which is no different than a book, right? right. And right. I, what, what I hear a lot from people, you know, I work with, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I, I work with a lot of coaches, a lot of realtors, mortgage lenders, financial advisors. I work with a very broad spectrum of people that are independent sales professionals who are building a business, right? I don't believe in being self-employed because that's just a very hard way to create a job for yourself. <laughs> so right. Right. so I, I, I say that to say one of the things I hear frequently in early in the beginning is, I'm afraid to put myself out there. I'm afraid that I have nothing to say that people want to hear. I have, mm. I'm, I, I'm afraid of what other people will, will think of what it is I have to share. And, you know, all of this creates an environment to where people get stuck, to where people get stagnant. And, you know, I'll, I'll ask them all the time, well, has anyone ever said something negative to you? And the response I usually get is no. And, and I'm like, so if they don't. Just wait then. <laughs> just wait, they will. Oh, okay. oh I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, just wait. Oh, just wait. <laughs> if, they, if they haven't yet, then what's the purpose of you projecting it happening? Right? Right. And right. if they have who really cares? Because it's more of a reflection of them than it is you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the inevitable person who is not in the arena will criti criticize you or offer their, I just want to point something out to you. Right. I want to help you. Okay. But 
not always is it delivered in the spirit of like, hey, I really care about you and I want to offer you an opportunity to grow. It's more like, here's where you're doing this wrong. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say no good story starts with we had a salad. There you go. <laughs> Usually a cocktail, but. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, yes. Well, it, it, a few minutes ago when you were talking, when you were talking about story and we all have a story to share and our stories help each other. I don't think very many people find benefit in unsolicited advice, mm. but what they do find benefit in is others' stories. When someone tells a story or you see a story and you say, oh, that, that, that's me. That could be me. I rec I recognize myself in that. We learn by stories. We see ourselves in stories and we're inspired by stories. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't think, oh, I don't have anything new to say, or who am I to put myself out there? Or what if I put myself out there? I have two things to say to that. One, there is someone who needs what you have to say that only you can say. Yeah. Because you can go see a motivational speaker or someone who is in a position, like someone on a podcast, you could say, I don't really resonate with them. Like the people who, who resonate sometimes with Tony Robbins do not resonate with Brene Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if Brene had been like, well, there's already Tony Robbins. We're good. The world is good. We would have missed out on what she had to offer or what anyone else would have to offer. Absolutely. The second thing that I have to say is that you should only care about the opinions of the people with whom you would hide a body. <laughs> Not whose body you would hide. <laughs> right. Cause they've clearly run afoul and <laughs> they have been dealt with. But when I get criticism or compliments, I do my very best to meet them with equal energy. Correct. You are wonderful. You don't know. I could be a serial killer and you're a terrible person, you don't know, I could be a nun. They don't know, yeah, right? Exactly. Like they have, a, they have a, a moment in time experience. Mm -hmm. And so very interestingly though, sometimes the people who we get wrapped up in the most are the people on social media who are like, I don't like your post. I don't like your hair. I don't like your book. Your book is a one star. And like, okay. So if you can get to a point that studies study stoicism or work really hard on your on your sense of self. I don't want to say ego, right? Because that has a different connotation, but your exactly. self-esteem, right? Um, then when someone gives you input, you can analyze it with the appropriateness it deserves. Yep. And you can say to someone with whom you may be hiding a body, so I got this feedback. Is there any truth to this? Is this something I should look at? Is this me? How am I doing? The people who would actually know are the people that get to give an opinion yeah. that you can give weight to. I just, I just see a lot of people giving so much weight to a random opinion. Agreed. Agreed. That it takes them off their course or worrying like what you said about the opinion that they're going to get. And authors in the author community will often talk about five-star reviews. We all want honest five-star reviews. Yes, we want those, but you're going to inevitably get honest one-star reviews. And often you wonder, did they read the same book? 
but that's every author ever. So your favorite author, whoever it is, go look up their books on Amazon and look at their reviews. And they may skew mostly toward four and five-star reviews. Go read some of the one-star reviews. Your very favorite book that you would take to a desert island. They're like, you have to one book that you're going to take to a desert island. This is your book. And you're going to go on Amazon and they're going to be, depending on how many reviews the book has, a thousand one-star reviews of people saying, this is the worst book ever written. Yeah. Yeah. What planet are they from? But that's their opinion. They're entitled to their opinion. Wonderful. That's what the reviews are there for. However, I'm sure that author is like, yeah, I don't even read my reviews. Most of my author friends who are successful don't even read the reviews. They just go, Mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't read the good ones. I don't read the bad ones. It doesn't matter. I just want them. Yeah. (laughs) Give me the review, but I'm not going to get wrapped around the tree about what they say because it doesn't really matter because people don't really know. They just don't, they don't truly know. And if someone doesn't truly know you, they don't truly have an opinion about how you are as a person. Yeah, you know, I I actually just recently recorded a, a video on this exact topic uh, because we're building out a YouTube channel. We all have our expertise to share, whether it's on video or social media, or pictures, or a book, or speaking, or whatever your your expertise or niche is, or a combination of several of them. Yes. What happens is the I'll just refer to them as haters, right? To the 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 negative bodies. Yeah, <laughs> the bodies. YouTube bodies. <laughs> the, the, the projection of negativity, it so many allow it to hold them back yeah. for, for fear or concern or validity or whatever, right? And, and anything I say out applies to self too, right? Because I'm incapable of seeing anything and anyone doesn't exist within me. And I say that to say the purpose of me creating this, this YouTube channel and launching the YouTube channel with uh, the very first video of, do you allow others to keep you small or do you choose to allow others to keep you small, um, is, is because for the past few years, I have refused to go on video because I I get hit by, uh, we'll just call it middle America, you know, and I get hate mail, I get hate email, I get hate messages. I, I get crap like, are you a guy or a girl? And, you know, I'll just respond with, I'm sorry, the school system failed your ability to, to differentiate in gender, you know, and, and it, all that projection. I know you're a palm tree. We've discussed this earlier. I know. Right. And, and I, I would get bombarded with, with these, I'll, I'll just call them guys. A lot of them hide behind cartoon avatars. So who knows who they are. Right. Oh, and, right. and I, I allowed the projection of this to, to, prevent me from helping the people that I really can help. I've helped thousands of people double and triple their income. I've, I've saved marriages. I've, I've helped people choose to live instead of commit suicide. You know, I, I, I've, I've helped people avoid bankruptcy. I, 
our, our teachings have a 97% success rate. 97% of our students double and triple their income in their first year. And so cool. I chose to avoid putting myself out there in a bigger way because of 50 messages. I have thousands of testimonials from people in 50 messages. That's so common, Stacy. That's so common where people will see the they get 99 positives and one negative and they focus on that one negative. That is so common. That is that is I'm so glad you're talking about that because that is not uncommon. And that is where your sense of self, weevil, oak tree, palm tree, wh whatever, right? That palm. is where <laughs> you're an oak palm. Excellent. Oak palm. Yes. You're a hybrid. I like it. I like it. Um, allows you to see it for what it is. And it's somebody with too much time on their hands. I mean, let's just say that. Like, I don't have time. Maybe. I don't have time to read it, let alone write it. I, if I can't be kind, I'm quiet. Yeah, I don't have something nice to say. I don't say anything at all. Yeah, I am fluent in snark. <laughs> <laughs> so on occasion, my French has been hard. Snark, super easy. Second yep. nature. I have to, for my own vibration, for my own, exactly. for my own creativity and my own productivity, I have to stay out of that. I just, yep. I'm like, nope, nope, and we're done. And we're out. Yep. But I'm so glad you're talking about it because that is a common thing that I hear where people limit themselves because of what other people have to say that is unkind when there's all of this encouragement for you to keep going. And if you can turn the volume down on that and turn the volume up on the cheering and the, the gratitude, I can only imagine the people that stayed married are alive making more money i would imagine there might have been a thank you note maybe a pony in there somewhere like if you can focus on that then that other stuff just it's it's white noise i don't even hear it but when yeah. i i do on occasion get something and if i respond i respond with kindness because i think the hurt people hurt people yeah exactly so if you have enough time to to do that yeah. then you're like somewhere out there that is a message that is a that is an ask for kindness it's like can i throw the meanest ugliest thing i can at you yeah yeah and how will you come back to me yeah. and i just you know i i look at it like i bet somewhere when they were seven or five or three somebody was really flipping mean to them and that's all they got they've gotten yeah. all this way they've come all this way and they look yeah. at someone who's doing good things and they go I'm going to criticize Stacy because she has something that I don't have, or she's doing something that I would do if I had the courage to do it. Yeah. You know, I, or I just press delete. If it's mean enough, I just, I go, gosh, bless your heart. Delete. <laughs> I yeah. Can't. I, uh, I, I had this one guy message me and go, Oh, look at you. How cute you've gone through all your Tony Robbins tapes and now you've started a business. And my response to him, I started typing it out. I stopped. I realized he was a coach. And, um, you know, I have a seven-figure coaching business and I have a seven-figure training business. And I don't even have time to read people's posts, let alone comment on right. them. And right. I stepped back and I realized, you know, this is a projection. 
And I just turned around and my response to him was, I see that you're a coach as well. I hope you're thriving and successful. I really want you to know that I've been studying neuroscience and neurolinguistics programming for about 25 years. And what I have built to seven figure businesses is based on my science. And I think about 20 years ago, I went to Awaken the, well, I read Awaken the Giant Within and UPW wasn't always UPW, it was uh, Unleash the Giant Within. Um, and that's what I had gone to. And that was like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And uh, I don't even have a cassette player anymore. So thank you. And I wish you all the best. And I never heard from him again. And no, you don't hear back when you respond with kindness because they're not quite sure. <laughs> I think they're not quite sure how to how to do that. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure because I I haven't ever sent somebody a, a mean. Yeah, you know, for me, I haven't ever watched somebody's video where they're trying to give me value and been like, okay, what is the meanest thing? <laughs> you know, I'm a writer though. I should try it. I'll. I'll I'll, I'll put that on my list of things to do in the next 98 and a half years I have left on the that works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I won't do me, that. I've built this filter and this filter looks like this. If I do see it, and the key, the key words is if I do say it, then, then is there any value I can extract for it that will help me become better? If the answer is yes, disseminate that. If the answer is no, move on. That's great. That's great. And, and, you know, my, my whole point in all of this, and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to my YouTube channel going up because I really hit this hard because allowing, allowing others to us choosing to allow others to keep us small, including us, we are our number one most competitor, right? Bitty bitty shitty committee in the brain that bully just beats the crap out of us. And yeah. that, and, you know, it's just it's just a projection of ugliness from others that feeds the itty bitty shitty committee. And then we choose to take action or not from that point forward. And, you know, I have this belief if you can see it, you can create it, because if you if you can see it, then it means it's in you. Right. That's right. That's right. So. Honore, welcome to the signature question of the show. And that is, what does selling without selling mean to you? Selling without selling means to me that I am focused on providing value and building a relationship. And the value has to be um, more than anything that I would ever receive in return. And the relationship has to be mutually beneficial long-term and win-win for everyone. Mm, I love that. And, you know, one of the only ways we can truly do that is to work with the itty bitty shitty committee during the board meetings to have them add value to us instead <laughs> of beat the crap out of us. And, right. you know, it all starts with mindset, because if if you've got desperation lurking in the background, yeah. if you show up with a bait and switch mentality, that's going to be projected out. One of my favorite experiments out there was done by Heart Math Institute when mm -hmm. they uh, put yogurt in a room and hook up a meter to it and then have someone walk into the room with nothing connected to them. Uh -huh. And then uh -huh. 
and then the the one experiment I'm thinking about was the guy was going through a divorce and the the scientist in the room said tell us about your attorney and the meter in the yogurt pegged and he goes man there's some crap between my attorney and I because because of my divorce and how does that yogurt know that <laughs> and everything knows it everything knows it your energy is 25 feet around you yeah so it yeah. enters the room before you do absolutely and yeah and and hopefully in a good way right you want to feel good to be around and comfortable and yeah like people can say anything to you and they won't be judged that they that they can confide in you that they can come at you even if they right if that, that that's what they got going on yeah, absolutely you know and you're just going to be remaining unmoved you're just going to be solid yeah. and and centered and calm and connected to yourself and whatever they do is okay and the only way that happens the only way that happens is to have a solid foundation and belief in self and self-worth and a solid mindset so that you can really show up in a space of service and versus a space of desperation, right? Yes. And I think that added on to that, since we're talking about selling is that if you can go into this to a situation, even if this is not the case, right? Sometimes we go into a situation we've all, I think we've all been there at one time or another, if not today, another time where the sale will make the difference. Mm. Mm -hmm. The sale is going to pay the bill. The sale is going to pay the tuition. The pay the sale is going to pay the car note. The sale is going to buy the baby food, right? Wherever wherever somebody is, if you can get yourself into the state of I'm good, whether you buy this or you don't. Yeah, absolutely. Right? The best time to make a sale is when you've made a sale. Yeah. The best way to make a sale is to mentally have just made a sale, like to get yourself into that state of, yep. Stacey, I just want to be of service to you. I don't want to sell you something. Yep. I want to make sure that if you buy something, it's the right thing at the right price at the right time in the right way for the good of all concerned, which yep. is completely different from pick me, pick me, pick me, buy this, buy this, buy this. And it's what I tell, it's what I tell my single girlfriends. I, I didn't meet my husband until I got to the point where I was like, I'm probably never going to get married. I'm probably never going to find somebody who's going to put up with all this. And so I'm just going to go into every situation. Like, let's just have a great time and yep. let me love my life and fall in love with my life and do all the things that I can't do when I'm married. Yep. Right. And so when I am someday, if that happens, probably won't. I was not convinced, right? And so I gave up attachment. Yeah. I really did. I gave up attachment because I thought I'm a single mom. I was in Las Vegas at the time. And I thought, you know what? Men don't want a woman with a young child. This is the story I made up in my head. And so I just thought I'm going to fall in love with myself. I'm going to fall in love with my life. And I'm just going to keep showing up. And it wasn't very long, but I wasn't like, pick me, pick me, pick me. It was like, wow. why should I pick you? Why should we pick each other? Which is a yeah. totally different energy. It's not, please buy this, please buy this house because yeah. I need this commission. Please buy this, please buy my kitten leg warmers because I got to make a sale. I, you know, I need yogurt to put yeah. up, to hook up to my meter, right? It's really, you've got to leave anything that you need at the door. Yeah, absolutely. Leave it in the backyard, right? Leave it somewhere else and put yourself in this state of, the most ecstatic place you've been after you have served someone 
at the highest level where there was a monetary exchange and then have a conversation with the probable purchaser or the prospective buyer. That's the time to do it. If you're not in that place, and I advise anyone that talks to me, they're like, okay, how do you do that? I'm like, well, first thing is, if I'm not, if I have my my cranky pants on, <laughs> I'm gonna get happy in the same pants I got mad in. Right. And I'm gonna do all the things. And then I give them a list of things to which the response is usually, you're freaking kidding me with this, because my list starts with don't do anything else until you have your happy pants on. No. Don't talk to another person. No. Don't send another email. Don't no. get on social media. Don't put your energy out in the world. Forget 25 feet. You're 2,500 miles with your cranky attitude. It's going out and it's repelling anything good that's going to come to you. So the first thing for you is to stop doing it. No. And then to get yourself grounded, centered and connected, change your pants, <laughs> get happy. Yep. Go to the gym, take a nap. Like, what are the things that make you happy? And I know for me, like, that I just have a short list of things. It's like, have I eaten? Have I hydrated? Have I meditated? Have I slept? Right? Like, yep. have I read something? Like, I have my list of things. And if I haven't checked all those boxes, then I probably should just stay home <laughs> off of the social media, not talking to anyone. Right? The more powerful Agreed. you get, the more powerful you get. So if you can just pull it in and go, I'm not going to do anything else until I feel ecstatic, until I feel fantastic, until I'm vibrating so happy that everybody's like, well, you're really happy. It's like, I'm so happy. Nothing could upset me. That's when you get on the phone. That's when you do anything else. Agreed. And then you'll be surprised that all of a sudden, everything just comes to you from all points of the universe. And you're like, where was all that stuff? Well, all that stuff was on the other side of your cranky pants. Exactly. I love that. Honore, I truly appreciate you coming on the show. If our listeners want to find you, follow you, reach out with you, connect you, how can they? Um, honorequarter.com. And I am at Honore on all the socials, also at Empire Builder USA on Instagram. I love that. Thank you. I know how valuable your time is and you Thank have you. offered you. so much value today. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I would love for you to do three things right now. First, head over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. Second, since you're already on there, hop over to Instagram, follow us at the Stacey O'Byrne. That's follow us at the Stacey O'Byrne. And last, definitely not least, I'd love to chat with you. Get feedback on these episodes. Find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this show more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success that you've always dreamed of desired and know you deserve. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. And always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you soon. 
Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.